0: welcome back and thank you for joining us here on the random fandom with brandon and brandon podcast it's our 60th episode and we've got a pretty good show in store for you (laughs) we're the brandons what are we talking about today specifically brandon well we've
1: got a couple of things um we have been putting off our Luke Cage spoiler discussion for quite a while.
0: <sighs> Isn't it funny how it why came out June we, 27th? Why the,
1: did we wait so long? I don't know. Oh, because I you were out. So to... Yeah, but
0: hey, life to, gets in the way, for sure. We're not getting paid to do this, so it's all fan-based. So we're going to go into that. That is a full spoiler discussion. Yep, you probably watched it by now.
1: We've also got a little bit of news going on about... Uh, Another Netflix original Carbon. show. Right? Yeah. But we also got some news about a new Marvel movie yeah. coming our way. Um, something that we, is not really expected. And then the last thing we're going to touch on is I've created a little game. It's not a clever game or anything. No, nothing really but I you was, do is. You know, is, but... I always look up news before we do this podcast and there was something that was a headline of, Hey, there's this, uh, movie being remade. And so it actually got me looking up what is going to be remade out there. And there's a lot more than we previously thought. So I thought, you know, Don't I'm going to present a little game to Brandon here I'm going to read off some movies and then have you guess whether it's just something I made up or whether we're really getting a reboot of it. And that'll be later off.
0: I look forward to that. Okay. And that, probably a few other side discussions, we'll see what happens in the next 60 minutes or so, but not before we thank those who are making this possible. It's our fake sponsors, and this week, they are. So we've got three different fake sponsors that we want to tell you about. Tell them about them. The first is a business called
1: Beat Around the Bush. It's a Brazilian waxing studio right next to the Handjob Nail Salon in Santa Rosa, California.
0: Well, if you like getting your bush beat up, you might be interested in 14-year-old Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Are you looking at my browser history?
0: No, uh, not that kind. Uh, not to oh. be confused with something else that might be highly illegal. Okay. These are gangbangs from 14 years ago. Thus, 14-year-old Oh, gotcha. All with consenting adults. So, you being the connoisseur that you are, me being... Me. Mm-hmm. We both know that gangbangs really reached their peak in two thousand four, right? Oh, obviously. Fourteen years ago. Yeah, it's and with fourteen age. year old yeah, exactly. golden
1: age of gangbangs.
0: And with fourteen year old you can relive the glory for only how much a month? I'm guessing fourteen. Fourteen. There you oh, go. Oh, you wow. got it, buddy. If you want to get a trial and see what it's all about and sign up, visit fourteen year old to get started today.
1: And our last fake sponsor for you today is the world's first wheelchair rideshare program called Wheelshare.
0: Is it Wheel
1: Share? Wheel Share, yes, S H oh. A R E. But it is a wheelchair rideshare. You can get the carpool lane and the handicapped spot every single time. And if you happen to get in a car accident and don't die,
0: you're no worse for the wear. Wheel Share. Wheel Share. I guess look for the app on the Android or yeah, sure. iTunes store.
1: Wheelshare.com.
0: All right, go find all that stuff. Let us know what you think of it. Now let's get into something that's real, something we can sink our teeth to. It's our podcast for this week. Where do we start? I think we should start talking about TV, which will therein contain our topic of the week. Before we get into our full season two spoiler discussion of Luke Cage, uh, just a quick aside. Altered Carbon had some news, and this is clever. I didn't think this, and I'm like, oh yeah. The role of Takeshi Kovach. Mm-hmm. There's news, and it looks like it's a confirmed story. It's going to be now played by Anthony Mackie. Of course, we know him from 8 Mile or Hurt Locker or any of the, his Marvel appearances. Isn't he Falcon? Yeah, Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's a good actor. So I was, I was thinking to myself at first, I'm like, this is kind of weird, right? So he's right? playing
1: the main role, but it's a different...
0: It's a, just a re-sleeve.
1: I guess it makes sense. It
0: does. I mean, and it made me think. It alluded to the doctor how he changed, even though he is the same. It's funny. I, I was every, the same thing. Every season. He's well, he's a, not
1: a different being every season, but he goes know, for like four, five seasons. You know, depending on his th- that doctor's popularity, yes, but he can and then regenerate yes.
0: basically as a different person, even though at his core it's the same thing all along. As far as just like one yeah. data bank, one memory, one this, one that. So I was I was reading up a little bit on this, and apparently
1: they're looking at every season being kind of a different point in time in Kovach's life. Yes. So it could be 200 years in the future, 200 years in the past or whatever, and just him in a different sleeve. I would actually, I would assume it would always be in the future because they never touched on, but, they touched on his past. And which he was, was
0: still in our future. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, his future is, that's yes. yeah, interesting. It, I, I The liked, time jumping was actually, that that to me, especially like in some overblown movies or series, time jumping can get a little confusing. It, worked, it was though. fairly coherent in the first season of Altered Carbon, and I hope it continues. I was kind of disappointed because I thought the guy who played him, who I I don't know any of that guy's work, I thought he was really great at first. I just yeah. thought, who's this pretty boy who's all muscled up and like has that perfect hair? But he actually had some depth. Well,
1: he was he's been in some other things. I, he was I've never seen Logan. Him before. He was the bad guy in Logan. Oh, you're right, totally. Duh. Um, I, th- God, I hope if if I'm wrong, we can delete this out of the editing. But I believe that he was also. In Narcos.
0: I would buy that. That yeah. seems that seems plausible. I didn't get into that show full on, but I could think could think. Yeah, he's of a blonde it.
1: dude. He's like the main character.
0: Yeah. All that to say, cool. I think that's great. And it, it keeps the show different. And it might get a little more eyes on it, too. You know, just by a little more star power. Anthony Mackie's not like, you know, like a George Clooners. He's not out there like you're right a list yeah but you don't need need an
1: a-list no and
0: you certainly don't and it's just kind of cool when movie stars come to the small screen i Mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm, Uh, most of the times and uh yeah just makes me excited for season two where are they going to go in season two like i kind of need to go back and watch season one again
1: well i have a feeling it's going to be a completely separate story it's supposed to be a different chunk of his life altogether
0: now let's transition into our topic of the week which is an article of tv it's our belated Luke Cage Season 2 review.
1: Luke Cage Season 2 spoiler review coming your way. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and watch it and come back to this episode. But if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, we are going to talk about it for at least probably a good 20 minutes. We'll yeah. try to keep it to 20. Let's try to keep it to 20.
0: Luke deserves it.
1: Luke, yeah. So overall, let's just talk broad spectrum. Now that we've finished this, what are your
0: thoughts, and how does it compare to the first season? And that's a fair question to ask, obviously. I did not enjoy it as much as season one. I have I have a lot of mixed feelings. I was Why is that? Because I felt like this season went in a lot of different directions, mm-hmm. lacked a little bit of focus at times just was a little boring at times and had just some major plot holes which could be shored up later but i just felt like there was a lot of cool promised to characters both new and old that just never was really delivered on and i felt some of the ways they did their payoffs was a little weak mm-hmm. and maybe this was by design so maybe i'm just buying what they're actually trying to sell uh-huh. but i can't imagine that they wanted people because i ended up really kinda not like in Luke Cage. I'm like, he yeah. kinda turned into a prick this season. So that
1: was my number one issue. His with character this arc was
0: all over the place. Well he,
1: he's he's the good guy and then he's
0: he's But he's really fooled he becomes, himself to okay. start.
1: See there's a difference between a hero that is troubled. Yeah. But that like that's fine. You know, you look at like something like Batman. That that adds some depth to a character. We get that. But in Luke Cage, I don't know if it just wasn't given the time it needed or the depth it needed, but it just felt like there was no real reason. There was nothing that we could see that triggered him to go from that genuine good guy, all-around good guy, to somebody who's really angry and... And
0: he got very full punching himself the wall in the, the beginning.
1: Like, that, that one scene right there... It was, it was uncomfortable. It was intense, but it was uncomfortable, and I'm sure that was by design. But but as the viewer, you're like, man, I don't know if I can really follow him the way I've been following And him.
0: who he had become at the end yeah it, I don't think that's the last impression we'll get of him and I would imagine he'll have a turnaround of some sort which will be you know the hero's journey continues in like a future season but I was just like fuck him like by the end yeah. of it
1: well and that's the thing is like how could he on a dime just by getting a little bit of money through this club by spoiler obviously that he he just kind of becomes the bad guy within not even within a full episode or anything it that was like last It was, like the was last rough 15 minutes of the last episode where he just d- suddenly turns into a bad guy and there's no besides the the earlier in the season where they hint that he's getting angry yeah but then the anger wasn't there at the end he was just it was greed that took over it wasn't anger like in, earlier in the season so there he was, was all, he was just in, all over the place he was like
0: me after a, a drunken toss of darts you know yeah <laughs> picture it I, I yeah, am. Yeah, my darts were all over the place. Oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah, and cool. each of those were like resembling of just this shade of Luke Cage that we got this season, and mm-hmm. he was. I don't know. I didn't. I did not hate did this not. season. Thank you. I did not really enjoy it either. In retrospect, there was times when I was like, "Yeah," and it was like I felt like it was really picking up midway through the mm-hmm. season, and I thought Bushmaster,
1: I thought he was, was great.
0: I think he was the best part of the season. There was for me and i'm not just trying to do a you know a crap parade but just while well, i'm thinking of it there was too much mariah in this it was almost like yes. it was like mariah cage and or something and there's something about mariah
1: that is she's not she's good as a secondary villain
0: but they tried to put her out front way too much yeah
1: they made her the primary villain whereas it should have been bushmaster completely bushmaster had a legit reason for wanting to do it that you could almost side with him on yeah and be like, yeah, he uh, was given a raw deal. His family was messed up, or, or you know, they screwed got over. M- and messed, yeah, messed. Got with. messed up, yeah. And it was all uh, Mariah's fault. And so all of that made sense for him. Mariah's reasons were just greed, and she just wasn't ego entertaining enough to almost watch as a villain.
0: It, she was very one dimensional. Yeah, and yeah, and th- but then you know you want to see how she gets it and then i thought her send off was weak they basically just ripped off game of thrones from a few seasons ago when the girl kisses uh, yeah
1: i mean but that, it's not ripping off game of thrones you, you could say game of thrones ripped off poison ivy and from batman
0: i think game of thrones was first anyways mm-hmm. yeah you're right but i'm just saying it was yeah. just it was very low key it I'm like wasn't, wait that's how it ends it
1: wasn't the if you're going to build up a villain the entire season and make her the big bad you, you don't kill her off that way. You give her a good death.
0: And then, uh, agreed. And along those lines, Bushmaster went out like a freaking scolded dog. Yeah. He, he got choked out, and then you just never see him again, that whole, like, last episode. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell happened? What is was, he coming back, or is he just like, oh, I can't beat Luke Cage. I'm just gonna go back to Jamaica.
1: What I was really hoping for with Bushmaster was that, you know, because there's this issue with the fact that he, what he's doing is he's taking a drug. His body was getting very reliant on the nightshade, and he was getting in that cold sweat. And you know, basically, what a a, a drug addict would go through if they yeah, it'll make didn't him get a fix for, for a while.
0: Time, but then it's really killing him long term.
1: And so I was thinking to myself, okay, he's gonna somehow. It's either gonna drive him mad. And he's going to keep taking it or he's going to synthesize something that will constantly or make him continuously strong. But that's going to be messing with his mind so that he just turns more evil out of the hatred. And, and so I, it just didn't go the way I expected it to go. And like you said, he was a really cool villain who just left with his tail between his legs.
0: It was very disappointing. I was also disappointed with how his father, who was a secondary but still at times forefront character. Mm-hmm just kind of went away at the end and you never see him again. And then I don't know if you watched the very end of the credits of the last episode, but then it said in loving, loving memory and it showed the dude. I, I did was like, see that. I was like, Oh, okay. So he didn't get to obviously finish probably all his mm-hmm. parts. And that actually just real life made me sad. I don't know him, yeah, but just that stinks. And I actually really liked that arc, you know, how they were adversarial up first. And I
1: didn't at first like it, but then I began it to felt like genuine it genuine and understand
0: And you know, he's calling him pops by the end and actually looking at him and, you know that was one of the whole reasons, and he and Claire fought. You know, was her persistence, and what was with Luke turning her away at the end?
1: Once again, that <laughs> was inconsistent with who we thought we were getting the entire rest of the season. Yes, we've kind of touched on the things that we we didn't really like, but there was quite a bit to like about this.
0: I thought Bushmaster, you know, not to overly praise it, but I thought he was the best part of the season. I could have used maybe some subtitles at time.
1: I know. I actually but I love that the dialect felt it,
0: very original. You know, not just in the way it was spoken but the phrasing of words what me say or something like that
1: I feel like they were genuine Jamaicans they, like they very well could have been I, I don't mean know. unless unless it was just really good accents that they you know actors put on but it felt and very genuine And the dude genuine, looked like a menace
0: but yeah, he wasn't he without reason too he had good reason and right. he was like even coherent through it. he's like look I don't want to kill you I'm not you're not my enemy but if I have to go through you to prove that Harlem's mine Right Stand aside or yeah. Get, you know, get wrecked.
1: I, I think you're right. He was the best part of this entire season. I do think that there was quite a few good fighting scenes.
0: The, the action was, again, good.
1: The only problem is, is that when it happened, it's... it you were like, oh, cool. Here comes a fight scene or an action sequence that I'm, that this is really fun. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, it's over. And you're like, okay, cool. I wonder when I get another one of those. Yeah. And I feel like these the Marvel based Netflix shows I feel are,
0: like they're losing steam.
1: I feel like they're losing steam a little bit. And I feel like they are focusing a little bit too much I know this sounds weird to say. They're focusing a little bit too much on the, the characters and, and not enough on the action. And I feel like it dude, this is a Marvel I know it's I know it's spread out over many episodes and that's several hours if you think about it. Oh completely but we need more action. I agree. And it doesn't have to be big action like the fight scenes that they had. Like when Iron Fist came in. By the way, Iron Fist, shitty actor who plays him. Is the best Iron Fist season. we've seen yet, though? But in this, he was fun.
0: Yeah. Like I was. Him, ju- I was just going to ask you. Did you like Luke the Cage, Iron Fist cameo?
1: Yeah, I did. I,
0: I actually and, really liked And him. That's a really cool nod to you know its source material. Obviously, their fight scenes I
1: think were some of the
0: best. And how he was like throwing them into guys and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it
1: was cheesy, but it, it's like to me, I was like, I don't care if it's cheesy because this is what I want out of a, a comic Actually I wouldn't mind based. it a little bit more, but that's what I'm saying.
0: They're they're harvesting for future yeah. references. Uh and you gotta imagine that Luke Cage might show up in Iron Fist season two.
1: Well oh, I'm sure I, I Yeah. That that, sure. that crossover
0: was cool to see aside from, you know, the defenders but uh Which yeah, was that, not good. No. <laughs> but yeah that was uh, I thought that was a good portion. That was the best Danny Rand we've seen as of yet.
1: Yeah I liked there's something about his character that was more refined and figured out and he didn't have that stupid hair so that's some added bonus
0: what else worked for you
1: whenever they played music i liked it
0: very much uh, reminiscent to season one
1: it was yeah reminiscent to season one but it didn't blend the music into the show like season one did there was something about the way they used music to emphasize certain parts of an episode Mm -hmm. that you didn't get as much here when you got it it was nice but it just wasn't there very often i feel you there yeah they almost yeah, did them the, like separate music videos, which music, is not exactly what I
0: want. Right, um, the music is part of like the cast in a way. Yeah. you know, it's part of the storytelling mechanism. I just thought it was a little cheesy when literally Mariah's daughter, whose name I've already forgotten, mm. but she's talking through talking about what she's about to do through a song and she's like saying goodbye mommy right and i was like are you literally singing what's happening right now but that was actually a good song it was a really well done song i just thought it was a little cheesy i was like basically descripting being a descriptor of the on-screen action that we're seeing in that moment
1: that i didn't mind
0: she's like now we're gonna fade away
1: i liked how they actually did a lot of their own music though they got a lot of stars like i mean you know i saw
0: gary clark jr a lot of people don't know who that guy is. I he was a good guy is. with a guitar and the cool hat, and he was just okay. railing on the guitar. Oh, that guy was so good. The big he, guy? He, no, not the big guy. Oh, That's another guy. That Gary guy Clark really Jr. was in C, uh, episode two, I believe. Okay. He's a smaller guy. Look him up. You'll know. He's one of my favorite musicians. I, I say that not to be like sound like a hipster. He, nobody knows him, too. I mean, he's known to his fans. But right. yeah, they gave some like really cool kind of unknown they're musicians like, a little like shine.
1: Fierce, like Keros 1 yeah that was oh like, and dude
0: when he did that rap and he was like talking about
1: and 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 if you listen to the it was an original on a rap, lot obviously. of the songs they were original because they were specifically about luke cage or yeah whatever was going on what's going on and i actually really appreciate that what they did is they wrote their own music for it and you don't often get that for a show like this you just get hey let's go grab this song that would fit in with the vibe of this scene but this time it's like they wrote a song to fit in with the vibe of the scene. Kind of like also when Method Man
0: did that rap right. in season one. you know. I like how j- they touched on that this way. That was right cool. This and episode,
1: y- or season, excuse me. Yeah. And he said something about that uh, he knows Method Man and that he wrote a rap about him. He's yeah. like, man, that's so cool.
0: That is pretty. That was a cool uh, little callback. I liked, even though I did not like him in season one that much, I actually enjoyed the character of Shades this season. I thought he showed some more depth. Yes. And the fact that he was conflicted over his boy who he ended up having to kill because you know he violated the code. Yeah. And you're wondering, wait, is, was he gay for that
1: guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they totally eluded it. They were cellmates. They had sex. And they, to this day, still had feelings for each other but were in a world
0: where it's not where cool it's to be. Where it's not okay in, yeah. that,
1: in that kind of gangster realm.
0: Yeah.
1: But they, and they touched on that. They literally said they love each other. Yeah, and so I feel like I like Shades character, but every I feel time like the he's fact in that a scene.
0: He doesn't need to. Th- he's either putting his shades on or off. Literally, I don't think there was a scene where he didn't mess with shades. Like we get it. His name is Shades, right? I Little think, aside.
1: I think directing wise, I think the shades being on or off almost was a way of them showing oh, which who, kind of character is
0: it. Hernan or is it Shades? Right. Yeah. I
1: think that was sort of what they were trying to do.
0: I like that because if I believe that, then that makes it. More understandable. And I try
1: halfway through or somewhere around halfway, I started thinking about that, and I kind of started noticing that sometimes. And even there were times where Mariah would say, "Take off the shades," I want her on. Oh, and,
0: yeah, and
1: so um, I did like that. I do think it was weird that he was really truly in love with Mariah. When at first I thought he was just
0: doing it because for greedy play, purposes, yeah. but he
1: really was in love with her. But it almost felt weird to me. Yeah,
0: cougarish, it's like loving your aunt.
1: And yeah, and um, especially if he's if he's got this love story with, um,
0: oh, the dude. What's the guy's name? I can't remember. But whatever,
1: the, his old cellmate. Yeah. Um, it just makes it so Comanche. Comanche, thank you. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of makes it so that you're like, okay, I'm not sure which way you're going on
0: this yeah, love you're triangle but, yeah. in here, buddy. I thought he was a a brighter spot.
1: I think so, too. No pun intended, because he was actually the opposite of shades.
0: One question I wondered, and this isn't exclusive to this season. Answer me this. Mm -hmm. Total geek, little, you know, nerd-based question. But this story takes place in Harlem. He's Harlem's hero, right? Harlem's paradise. Harlem, Harlem, Harlem. So why in Harlem do they have a picture of Biggie when he has stated in his own rap music that he represents Brooklyn?
1: It, I don't. It's it's the symbol of him being the king. It's oh, okay. not necessarily. But they I, I see they saying. show that a lot, and yeah, they made I a point see to sh-
0: ta- see it that you see it as we were getting. But taken you're down. still
1: in the general area. I know yeah. that Harlem it's own thing, and but, but whatever.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's anyway, all I got.
1: I think. I all in all, I think this is a good season, and it's definitely worth watching. I still, I still enjoyed it,
0: but yeah, it, it wasn't without its problems
1: i agree especially if you really like the gen general comic book based stories this one's pretty good it's one of the better ones considering the last jessica jones considering the last defenders but ultimately not as good as the first
0: in and of itself it's a step back yeah but compared to some of the stuff we've been getting lately a little above the grade yeah agreed cool all right watch it
1: all right so i think that's it for all of tv right I think it's time for us to move on to the topic of movies.
0: Kind of tying the two thoughts together. Movies, but we were just talking about Luke Cage. Do you mind if I just do a quick aside? Luke Cage, obviously, is very reliant on soundtrack to Mm -hmm. tell the story and set the scene and whatnot. And it's not just exclusive of that, but being that we just talked about it. Sure. Got me thinking, just real quick... Whether it's an active part of the movie or the show or just a really badass CD, what are some of our favorite soundtracks? Because that's like something I don't think we've ever really stopped and talked about 60 episodes in. Hmm. May I give you my absolute favorite soundtrack? Of yeah, because I'm
1: drawing a blank just thinking off the top of my head. But yeah, I, I like where this is going because. I don't actively listen to soundtracks, but there are certain ones that you just have to mention. I'm thinking back in the day like when you had those
0: four-page Case Logic CDs and you put the little booklet in the back and then you got the CD in the sleeve in the front. Uh, Yeah. The Spawn movie soundtrack. Spawn was not a good movie. It was cool to see it come to the big screen. I liked
1: it when I was younger. Well, yeah,
0: 20 some odd years ago. If you go back and listen to the Spawn soundtrack... You can't tell me that it's not a badass soundtrack. Whether you like the music or not, eh, okay. Was it? Uh, was
1: it kind of like rock songs, or are you talking That's about when, like
0: the instrumentals to the? No, just movie. The, the soundtrack itself was all song. There was no instrumental on the actual soundtrack. Whether or not okay. it showed up on the film, because
1: really, if you think about it, there are two different types of soundtracks.
0: Yeah, there's the.
1: Soundtrack, which is, like, okay, if you were to ask me what kind of soundtrack is, is very memorable or iconic, I'd say something like Jurassic Park or Indiana Jones, right? Where you hear Certainly, the music. The composition. Star Wars, right? You hear the, you just yeah, the like composition and you know... Exi- yeah, well, he's fucking amazing. Yeah, he's the man, yeah. But if you if you hear those, it doesn't matter. Even if you've seen the movie, just the iconic sound of it, you know what you're getting. Yes. And so there's that type, and then there's the type like what you're mentioning, which is where they compile tracks tracks
0: yeah spawn is awesome because what if i told you 20 years ago incubus is on this kirk hammett of Metallica is on this filter marilyn manson uh nine it inch. sounds like
1: return of the rock from it, it does remember kind of, that yeah. album
0: yeah and like um there's just so much good stuff on there what a great that's my favorite soundtrack of all time i could literally listen to that all the way through if i'm just working out or doing something in my garage or something like that i could have that thing on i wish it was actually longer if, if we were to get very early Incubus tune on there too, you wouldn't yeah. even probably recognize it if you heard it. I
1: would probably because mm. unless I, if it was on the albums I would recognize it.
0: I don't think it was. I think it was. Okay,
1: well then then I might. But know.
0: see every song was like a hybrid. So it was like Filter as mixed by Crystal Method or Kirk Hammett as done mm. by, you know, the Dust Bunnies or whatever.
1: I Incubus has had some kind of mixes like that like, like they did mash-ups. one with
0: Big Pun. Oh yeah, that was actually yeah. pretty cool.
1: Speaking of those types, a couple that come to my mind dr doolittle i don't know if you remember that old eddie murphy movie i
0: remember how bad the movie was
1: yeah but the soundtrack was quite good at the time had
0: some jams on it
1: it was a good it was a genuinely good compilation hip-hop cd i'm trying to to think of it also guardians of the galaxy well yeah which is which is yeah actually both of them are pretty good soundtracks yeah I, i have
0: the soundtrack to number one and i really like it it's on my phone actually
1: ooh ooh baby driver
0: didn't see that, but I know you had oh, talked how God, yeah. how Dude, important that was to the movie. You have to see that
1: movie. You would love that movie.
0: I'm sure I will when I get around to it. such a good movie. It's just fun. I like fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What else really strikes me as an awesome soundtrack? You know, it had a really good soundtrack. Mm. And not only between the tracks themselves, like the actual songs, but the music composition, Team America World Police had a great soundtrack.
1: Yes, it did. Yeah. Speaking of which, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Oh, hilarious.
0: Yeah. You know, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, they were like musically inclined too. Yeah. for as you call them as, as much as they are, but yeah, you can't take that away from them.
1: So the team America one, I actually liked listening to just the, the, the action sa- like whatever the instrumentals mm-hmm. and the orchestral music yeah. that they put to their action sequences. Wait,
0: did you say orchestral. Is there a Orchestral. With- okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just, I wa- I was just wondering it. if that was like orchestral <laughs> was just like even more than that. I wasn't no, trying I to like wordsmith you, bro.
1: Um, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's pronounced orchestral. But like those songs, in I, I remember while just driving, I would listen to those and I'd be like, God, these are, they're the type of instrumental music that just gets you pumped. Yeah. And like I, I would always think about like how do I want to make a movie and put this song somewhere in there, like because it was, totally they were so good.
0: Another movie that not only has a great soundtrack but also the tracks themselves are a great storytelling device mm-hmm. inside of the movie, mm-hmm. The Crow love mm-hmm. the crow soundtrack some really good tunes there you I know love the crow
1: and there's a lot of good disney movies too just to, to throw out there and i don't want i mean so many disney movies are a whole bunch of songs like aladdin right oh well, sure it was so good well, yeah and so it, it up, dude. you know that that was one that i just really listened to as a kid and then and then there's sorry now my mind is like thinking yeah, of a bunch ra- of them let it race dude <laughs> but like the godfather
0: oh awesome
1: and, like, um, Blues Brothers? Yeah. Blues Brothers was
0: good, man. And for I mean, it was a, a movie go- based around musicians, you figure well, yeah. music should be an important part of it. That yeah. makes sense.
1: And then there's the ones like... Sorry, I could keep going.
0: You were going to say Titanic? No. Oh. <laughs> That's weird. Well, I, I know how much of a Celine Dion fan you are.
1: Yeah. No, I was going to say there's ones like Batman Begins. like Bat- So the, Well, okay. All those Batman movies, I should say. All the Christopher Nolan Batman movies yeah, I'm just have to- this... Well, that's the, the soundtrack oh, no, is not the Dark music. Has a it's really, like, yeah, the Dark Knight is a, a really perfect good, iconic one. Yeah, but I was just thinking, Batman Begins because it was the first one.
0: Yeah, of those. I feel but it. like
1: they all had that like, like this ominous sound, and it wasn't really music. Yeah. Oh God, but, it's, but
0: it. Yeah, it's like made this foreboding, foreboding just kind of noise. Yep. You mentioned Star Wars earlier. Of course, we're thinking you know Mar- the Imperial March and all the iconic tunes, but as much as episode one is episode one, we don't need to go in the reasons why, obviously, but that duel of the fates, you know, that piece at the very end, yes. and they have the lightsaber duel between yes. uh, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul.
1: That, is that the... Like just yeah.
0: th- now hearing it in my mind, it gives God, me like so... bo- go- boost gumps. Oh man, I love I should the get boost goosebumps. goosebumps instead. Um Yeah, there's so many good soundtracks out there, and I'm just so thankful that they exist. I, I'm a <laughs> I'm a big audio connoisseur.
1: You're kind of an audiophile in that sense.
0: In a sense, yeah. One it's last like a pedophile for music. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for understanding. <laughs> so nice to be understood. One last soundtrack, and you know, we could be here for days, just to kind of
1: let's wrap it. Yeah, to wrap for it up. Me,
0: the soundtrack. I I grew up loving, and it's such an awesome tra- soundtrack. And I would encourage anyone to get it. Granted, I'm kind of a rock leaner. Heavy metal. Remember that old animated movie from like the late 70s, early 80s? Yeah,
1: I don't even know if I ever watched it. Oh,
0: dude, what a great soundtrack. Yeah. That
1: was like where it was very trippy. Yes,
0: everything's like on acid and everything. Yeah, I I do remember seeing that. They ride like dinosaurs and it's ultra violent.
1: But I was a kid and I was like, I don't get it and this is not cool to me.
0: I still don't get it to this day. And then they like did a heavy metal 2000 version. Like Mm. it didn't matter by then, but slamming soundtrack for sure. Wayne's World as well has oh, a really yeah, good yeah. soundtrack. Cool.
1: Well, that was a good little side... Well, I was about to say sidetrack. Huh? Kind of soundtracks. soundtrack side. Okay. Anyway, that was a good little...
0: <laughs> diversion. <laughs>
1: that was a good little diversion. Um, but we do have a couple of things that we need to talk about before the podcast ends. A couple of
0: news stories. Do you want to talk about the Venom trailer? Yes. I'm more interested than I was from the initial tease and then the first trailer. Me too. Not I by much, I was not impressed I much. I still have reservations. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I was not
1: impressed much by the others. Right, but now that I'm seeing a little bit more, I'm kind of going okay. I could. There seems to be more of a focus on Venom, yes, and not Tom Hardy's character. And I'm like, I'm cool because that's what I want. I want Venom. The, I don't. The movie's care. not called
0: Eddie Brock. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. I don't care about like. I don't care if it's CG. I just want to see Venom. And so what's what going feels on at like the end? There? there is like, I actually was watching it on YouTube,
0: great and place I had to, watch to go.
1: Thank you. And I had to go. I, I built it. Obviously. I had to go back a couple of frames, a couple of times, and and literally paused it to see that like one quick shot yeah. of the what looks like two Venoms fighting, and I think that what they're trying to give you is carnage, but it was the and it was the main see, bad that's guy. Debatable. It was. Right, it wasn't Cletus Cassidy because it was the business guy who's like the main antagonist in this. It was him in a Venom suit, and it was dark. It was Look black. At the it comment wasn't. Section on it that was YouTube video Like oh, it's
0: fifty-fifty split. Oh, it's carnage! No, you noob. It's not carnage. It's this guy from- well, And how is it going to be carnage
1: if it's not Cletus Cassidy? Because Cletus, you have to be a crazy ass motherfucker in order to a killer make carnage.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, but I, but I'm excited to, at least that they they got people talking because I don't think anyone. I mean, not anyone, but it didn't feel like within our sphere of friends or the greater community that we interact with online I was really excited about Venom, which is only like two short months away now. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah. We're, we're two months before Avengers: Infinity War, people are already selling out and buying yeah, tickets. Yeah, that's an and Granted, that huge huge build, yeah. but I just. I wasn't feeling even a slice of that for this, but now this new trailer seems to be generating a little bit of buzz about the movie. So good for them.
1: And they they probably put in there just enough. So here's the thing: my hope is that there is Cletus Cassidy and there is a Carnage, and I'm I'm hoping that that's kind of the is he main the antagonist, of the of the
0: existence for the whole movie, or is that just something they allude to as of where maybe this movie it's lives like off. at the end of it? That's you what see I think I've attached. said that before, actually on record, yeah. and I kind of feel like that's what they'll do.
1: I, but it's hard. It, even if, even if he is in there, maybe what they're doing is they're just trying to make it a complete surprise. Which you got to hand it to him if that's the case. So, all right. Um, one more th- real quick news though.
0: Uh keeping to Spider-Man's foes.
1: Yeah. Did you know that they're making it? Well, obviously, We're you do because you saw it before. on the agenda. They're doing a Kraven the Hunter movie.
0: Ah, but when and how? And I want more concrete details. Just I know there's really not much because that's such a cool character that not a lot of people know about. Well, ha- in the greater scheme of things, if I said name to me ten Spider-Man villains, oh, and I would hundred. 100- you yeah, would, oh, yes, you totally. and I would. But if we pulled a hundred people, he would probably not be on there a whole lot or very low. I'd say most I mean?
1: people couldn't name ten Spider-Man villains.
0: Oh, I got you. You want to do it?
1: No, I'm saying most people in general. Well, you I'm already not most said people. you, and me. <laughs> I know.
0: I'm just trying to bait you.
1: We always will know the villains of Spider-Man. I know
0: at least eleven Spider-Man villains. <laughs> cool. Yeah,
1: and one of them has eight arms, so that kind of counts as.
0: Oh, Oct- hey. Octopus? Yeah,
1: Dr. Octopus. Yeah.
0: What are we talking about? Craven the Hunter movie? <laughs> yeah. Who would play him? I think Tom Hardy would be great as him. He <laughs> should just play He <laughs> just play him. every villain. Yeah.
1: Slash protagonist. We well, could do like a Nutty Professor oh, type
0: yeah. style all one movies. Like yeah, the Sinister Six, he could play all of them. That would be cool. Uh,
1: maybe they can get Topher Grace back because oh, he did please. such a good job with Venom the first yeah,
0: time. Yeah, win though. a date with Tad Hamilton.
1: <laughs> anyway, it was just some like cool news that I saw and I was like, okay, we don't, there wasn't much around How much, much stock did you it.
0: put into this news, though?
1: Oh, because, dude, yeah, they're doing it. Okay. I, I think they're doing I it. I
0: want sets or pictures from the set.
1: Doesn't, doesn't mean it's going to be good, but I do think they're going to do it.
0: Okay. Can they we, should.
1: Can we get into our game? My what game? game? My game that I want to play with you. That sounds weird.
0: I want to so, play a little game with you. That's Jigsaw. That oh, was a bad impression of Jigsaw.
1: It was, but I knew we were getting at. Yeah. So good job. Is
0: it like that? Am I going to die a horrible death if I get the question wrong? Yes. Okay.
1: I created a game here where what I'm going to... It's not much of a complicated game. What a creator. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you just a movie. It's going to be an older movie. And what you have to do is tell me, do you think that they really are going to make a reboot or a remake? Or am I just kind of pulling it out of my ass? Okay. So the first one should be easy because I think we've talked about it in the past. Well, then hit me. So 1994's The Crow.
0: They're remaking it. They are. Yeah.
1: And if you didn't know, then I gave it away by saying we talked about it in the past, because <laughs> why would we talk about it if they weren't going to remake it? So yeah, so they, they've actually been planning this for like 10 years. And then most recently, Jason Momoa and oh, director yeah, Colin Hardy about that. were going to do it. But then there's they hit a roadblock with some creative and financial differences. So we don't really know where that's going but it's still in the works okay can't wait
0: for aquaman go ahead 1993's mrs doubtfire they better not remake that but something tells me they're going to so is, he, is it a yes or i would no? say it's probably going to be remade no oh well good i'm happy to be it, that, that
1: that that they wouldn't and i don't touch it i kind of put that up near the top because it was like a don't don't mess with that
0: love that movie. you can't do it filmed in san francisco i'll have you know
1: oh well yeah i do know well okay. die hard
0: Hasn't it already been
1: remade? 1988's Die Hard. Could be a pr- another prequel. I'll I say clear. they are. You're right. They are. And it's, this This is a prequel. So
0: <sighs>
1: Bruce Willis is not going to be a part of the movie. Maybe we'll make a
0: cameo or he something. He
1: said he's going to join the team to help pick the star that plays... John McClane. A young John McClane. Anyway. Barf. 1993's The Sandlot.
0: Yeah, I could see them remaking that. So is it a yes? I don't okay. know. Is it?
1: Oh, I'm. I'm. Well, I want a yes want, or no. You want f- you want that final answer? I want the final answer.
0: Don't fall into the pattern where everyone is and the every every other one is not. I hope you're not doing that.
1: You? I'm not going to say.
0: Okay, okay, good. I was trying to <laughs> get you to give it up. Yeah, they're going to remake it.
1: Yeah, they are. No. So 20th Leave Century it Fox alone. is. Shit. It, here's
0: another thing. It's a prequel again. Like, of course. Yeah. do they are- call it the Pebble Lot. Like <laughs> that didn't make no sense. No. Well, rocks eventually get coarsely yeah. gr- grinded uh, okay. down into cool
1: 1988 beetlejuice please don't is that a yes or no 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 they're not good 1991s not yet
0: so we, we should preface sorry i don't mean to hijack you these game. are like not, at, the, at the time of this recording at the time of this <laughs> like three years from another like yeah. um,
1: oh i i did I, that's probably gonna be made
0: yeah oh i'm sure like
1: i i guarantee it As one day yeah 1991 silence of the lambs
0: you hell no
1: No, they're not, huh? No,
0: they're not. No, they're not. You're right. Good. Can't fuck with that.
1: Okay. 1997's Spawn.
0: Yes, and I know that. I know you know that. Um, And you know what? I'm for it because the first one, again, when we were like, whatever, like 12, it was cool. And you look back at that. You cannot have a Spawn movie be PG-13. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's a dark... It's demonic.
1: This one is by the spawn original spawn creator Todd McFarlane. Hell yeah! He's signed on to write and I remember when he left Marvel for and Do you know who's going to be playing, playing the hero or anti antihero, whatever
0: columns? Um, can you clue me in a little bit without telling me?
1: His last name, um, is a little animal that goes beep 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 beep.
0: Fox Michael J. Fox. Uh, Fox. Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. That actually of... makes sense. Yeah, that actually makes. It kind sense. kind of works, I'll right? go with that. Yeah. All right,
1: got a lot here. 1985, <laughs> Back a good, to the Future. That's
0: a good clue. Please don't. And is that a no? I will say yes. They're going to though. They are not. Okay, good. And so here, I could totally see that happening though.
1: Th- here's an interesting thing here. Tell you. Robert Zemeckis has literally said the only way this will ever happen is over his dead body, and he's 70 something. So give it 20 years.
0: I wouldn't say it's going to take that long, but sure. We can hope for a nice yeah, long yeah, you know, you life know. for Mr. Zemeckis. Well, then there's
1: still production, you know. Yeah. 1998's Child Play. Yes. Yes, they are. MGM is doing it with the IT producers, David Katzenberg and Seth Graham Smith.
0: I wonder if they're still going to use Brad Durif, Dorif, the, the, the iconic voice of Chuck e, or if they'll find someone else.
1: I, they'll probably find somebody else at this yeah, point.
0: I, I can't pronounce the dude's name, but okay. I know 1985's Luis.
1: The Goonies. i know the answer you want is like no no
0: the answer is very clear as to what i want but what do i think i think i could see them redoing it
1: so you're saying yes
0: i would say yes it's a no good they're not Not Good, Good. so
1: far 1987's the princess bride no you're right they are not
0: good that was with heart and head that I exclaimed no.
1: 1992's The Mighty Ducks.
0: Oh, totally. They're going to redo Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. It, it actually, I'm, and I'm not, here's the thing. I'm not a, heartbroken a t- about that.
1: I, I don't care either, but it's a TV series, actually. Oh, well, that could be fun. So that could be cool. Well,
0: what, how are they going to be The Mighty Ducks now? Because, you know, literally, The Anaheim Ducks, or The Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, a legitimate NHL franchise for how many ever years now, was licensed off of that.
1: I it did know that. Really?
0: Yes. That is interesting. They weren't Mighty Ducks first, and then they decided to make a movie called them that. So I wonder what they'll... I don't, I don't care. Ah,
1: I don't know. So 1992's Mortal Kombat.
0: How could you not? Yes, they will.
1: Yes, they will. So it was in 2016, it was I'm not defending everything from
0: like my childhood or formative years.
1: And um, So it's in the works right now with James Wan, who did The Conjuring and Furious 7. Oh, and,
0: and Saw. He was part of the Saw mm-hmm. crew, at least in the origins. Origins. And so far,
1: Simon McCoy is going to direct. I don't mean, know who that is. I can't remember either, but a name sounds familiar.
0: But he's S- got a name. So
1: 1984's Beverly Hills Cop.
0: Yes, they will redo that. They're not. Good.
1: How about 87's. Wouldn't it
0: be funny if they redid Beverly Hills Cop 2? <laughs> <But> <laughs> not <they> just-
1: <laughs> the first one? 1987 <laughs> yeah. Spaceballs. No. Nope, they're not.
0: All right, this is having an insight. This is starting to piss me off. Just thinking about some of these movies getting remade.
1: We've got a few more. 1987. Sure. Oh wait, I already said that. 1984's Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: They already remade that. I. So remake? Are of they a making remake? a remake of the remake? Is my question. Why the hell would you put it on here? If no, then so obviously it's yes. Well, uh, because half of these are. The nice. answer is yes. Yes, they are. That's dumb.
1: Yeah, they made a remake in 2010 Which was of the horrible. original 1984, and, and I, it sucked. And it was the
0: guy who played Rorschach in Watchmen, and he actually did his thing, but the movie was just shit. So New Line Cinema
1: is like pressing this new Ugh. second remake. Okay, 1989, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
0: You know what? It would kind of be cool to see what it looks like in modern times, but you just can't take away from the, the charm of the original. But I could see them doing that, so I'm going to say yes. Disney's prepping an
1: all-new one, and there's a thought that It's going to completely forego a theatrical release and go directly to Disney's new streaming platform that they're trying to put out.
0: Oh, so just a very minor vehicle.
1: Well, I mean, a Netflix movie is still pretty popular on that platform.
0: Name one Netflix original movie that you really like so far. Touche. Okay.
1: 1986, Labyrinth.
0: I hope not. Uh, And I would like to say no. Please leave that alone.
1: They are. No. But here's the thing. It's not a complete remake. It's an entirely new story within that same universe.
0: Okay, so, so the, that's the term. So successful. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Of sorts.
1: So 1974's Blazing Saddles.
0: No, no thank you. And they're not. Good. Mel Brooks can't touch his stuff.
1: But, yeah. Yeah. And same with MC Hammer. So 2011's Green Lantern.
0: Please. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, is your answer yes? Yes. Well, they are. And that was kind of an easy one. Yeah, that, that was. Yeah. We know that. DC wants to reboot that and Warner Brothers wants to reboot that. It's set for 2020. It's called Green Lantern Corps.
0: Oh, okay. So they're going to expand to just not the, you know, Earth's uh, lantern. This but... is a space one. It's going to be cool. all out in space. I'm, I'm down like for Guardians that. Like Guardians of the Galaxy style. Yeah. I'm... Two more. Okay,
1: cool. 2005's Firefly. Yes. No, they're not.
0: Oh. You know what? No, it doesn't deserve a reboot. I just would like a continuation. But right. things are just never as good more. F- like 14, 15 years later. I know. It's just... right. Arrested mi- Development. Too much time has passed, yeah. Anyways, uh, grand one. finale.
1: 1986, Big Trouble in Little China.
0: Yes, I can say I know that they are doing that. They
1: are. So, originally, obviously, starring Kurt Russell, Dwayne Johnson is now attached to this role.
0: Oh, okay. I, I could see that actually working out in a...
1: Yeah, it, uh, maybe, but I mean, all his stuff is, like, not doing very well right no, now. Uh, yeah,
0: he's hitting a little box office... And you get
1: you get um, the screenplay is done by the Marvel writers Ashley Miller and Zach Stentz, who co-wrote Thor and X Men First Class. So cool. Who knows?
0: Two of the better. That's it. That was good. That was good. That was a good little. um, Let me let
1: let me count it up here. One second.
0: Are you marking what I did right and wrong? That's kind of rude. Without telling me beforehand, I would have done better if I knew my score was getting kept track of. You
1: got twelve out of twenty-two right, which seems eh, not bad. I hate you. How do I know that? <laughs> all right, that's it for all of our topics. So, what do we do now? Well, normally when we end a podcast, we give you actually, oh, this is like another game. We but never we do, do a it shadow normally. of the synopsis. Yes. Uh, where uh, I'm going to read Brandon a synopsis of something. He's just got to tell me what he thinks it is. Mm-hmm. And then Brandon's going to give us our awesome quote in geek history. And then all we'll
0: right. wrap it up. You go first.
1: Okay. I feel like this is a second game to Brandon. All right. So, this is is centered on the humorous and surreal adventures of two brothers, along with an eccentric Excedrin for Pain <laughs> Along with an eccentric cast of family, friends, and enemies. The brothers take a skewed point of view of the often surreal events going on in their hometown of Wellsville. Big Brother, is the voice of reason for the odd people around him, while the younger brother, who has a tattoo of a woman in a red dress on his forearm, often struggles against authority figures and other adults. He typically responds to problems by making irrational decisions. Through it all, aside from the usual sibling rivalry, these two brothers are best friends.
0: This show also co-stars Artie, the strongest man in the world, (laughs) <laughs> and it's the adventures of Pete and Pete. You're right. I love that show. Doesn't really hold up, though. <laughs> no, it <doesn't>. no, <laughs> It's a shit show. I mean, <laughs> as an adult, but through a, a young preteen's eyes, show was awesome. Yeah. It's part of SNCC. Neat. Meat.
1: Okay, cool. And now you have an awesome quote. Cued up for us?
0: Yes. This is from a show that I wish could have ended better and we would have got more of, but damn, it was so good in its first few seasons. This is probably the most uttered quote throughout all seasons of Heroes, but this is the first Mm. time you're hearing this quote from season one. Wait. Save the cheerleader? Save the world. Wait. Hero? I don't understand.
1: God, that first season of Heroes was so good.
0: And then, I don't like using internet lingo a lot, but WTF happened pretty much after that.
1: Well, the writer's strike happened. Uh, that that's that right, was of
0: 2007 or, I, or know, 2009 or whatever was. You know, I don't remember the exact year, but
1: I, re- I specifically it remember- It screwed over so many good titles it and properties. was put on hold for a while because of the writer's strike. And then, basically, you get these lower-level writers who are willing to work for low, lower rates. They're called scabs. Sure. Yeah. And they wrote all of season
0: two, and it was- into oblivion really bad really bad and then they tried to come back a little bit in the third season and it just it wasn't wasn't that, there it was
1: good it wasn't but it just great. never
0: recaptured what they had and then yeah. do you remember some years later they were like heroes 2049 or some no shit? It, no you, it was um what the hell was that and heroes brought, reborn or something And they like brought that. back Hayden uh, Panettiere I think mm, or someone that looked like her they but, they brought back the father yes I can't remember but I did watch that it wasn't bad but it was it wasn't, gone by then it was just, it was I think dead. I watched it online. I don't even know if it was... It's like trying to clone your dog and say it's the same dog, but it's not. <laughs> so no dog clones. But, God, just that first if you just, just watched the first season alone, it, it's great. Phenomenal totally TV. Worth it. Great storytelling. I, I do love that the, show. Where they
1: went wrong was season two and season three should have been the heroes turning into actual superheroes. Like that's where they were going with the first season. It was all about them discovering their powers and who they were and how to be a hero. Literally through season one, two, and three, nobody ever really becomes a hero. We never actually see what, uh, I mean, hero's name. Is hero. Here is hero. Yes. But hero. Nakamura. Nakamura. We never actually see hero Nakamura be the cool samurai guy (laughs) with the sword and everything. I know, they just Uh, tease it. Uh, we wanted that
0: okay but good first season all right well good 60th episode too really good yeah and we're finishing under 60 minutes we're all nicely packaged before we get out of here you can get a hold of us you should get a hold of us there's lots of ways to do it let's tell you twitter at random fandom WBB if you like anything you heard about this episode or in the past tweet us let us know we interact there
1: and we also have a gmail you can reach us at randomfandomcast at gmail.com shoot us an email and let us know if there's any topics you want us to discuss or anything
0: please do you should could and you will we'll talk to you again soon and between now and then thank you everybody for being a fan of our fandom stay geeky